Hello on Radio 3 and 888-RAG, 12 minutes past 10 for a Thursday morning. Happy Belgian National Day. Their greatest export, in my mind, was in fact the saxophone, for real. And, of course, waffles, and we've got plenty of that now. <laughs> it's a cheap joke, but they're the always best ones. Always gets them. <laughs> always gets them. I, I, I've had the displeasure of living in Belgium. Can I just say that on National Day? Well, well I mean... Yeah, why? I know. For I know. all the wrong it's, reasons, Belgium is in the news all the time now, is, but, but yes. it was just that grey place in the middle of France and somewhere else. Yes, I think Holland came into the picture somewhere. Well, well happy Belgian National ha- Day. Happy, happy day, and I'm sure that it's um, in its own way very um, uh, wonderful. Yeah. All right, then, what's going on? Got over that. Good. Right, we've done that bit. <laughs> Tick. Um, well, what's going on? I mean, here we go again. A dramatic, you know, early hours of the morning arrests of one of Hong Kong's most dangerous criminals, probably more violent than Attila the Hun, and of course I'm not exaggerating. But, you know, I mean, what is going on here? Billy the Fung. Billy the Fung, (laughs) yes. So Billy Fung, the bespeckled former president of the Hong Kong University Students Union. Nasty bunch, that lot. Apparently very violent, very, what's it? I mean... The drama of it. I mean, what is it? I know that the police force now are becoming something like the Public Security Bureau, and I wish that was an exaggeration, but I really don't think it is. The knock. You know, the the midnight knock on the door. I mean, you know, if he was a dangerous criminal who was likely to be fleeing Hong Kong at a moment's notice and sitting behind his Chun Wan apartment with his parents, with his parents' note, uh, carrying a bazooka, I do understand... (laughs) why it would be necessary to have such a dramatic address uh, arrest. But he's actually being arrested in because of an instant arising... For whistling on a Tuesday. <laughs> whistling on a Tuesday and upsetting Arthur Lee. That's right. Mind oh, you, if everybody that. who upset Arthur Lee was arrested, the jails would be full overnight. But this is an instant arising from the... Uh, Hong Kong University Council meeting, which was blockaded by the students who were demanding to see Arthur Lee, who didn't want to see them. Yeah, mean, Arthur that, left, didn't he? That Arthur left, he didn't leave. And uh, there you go. Um, so um, they, 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 there were a variety of charges that could have been laid against him. But what, what's it been? I mean, this is breathtaking. He's actually been charged with, with blackmail. Oh, yeah. And vandalism, vandalism arising out of this. Now, of course, you know we, we, we've got to be very careful with this. This is this is a legal process, and we don't know the outcome of it. But there is a pattern here, where the police have made these dramatic early morning, late night arrests, publicised it, you know, to the like, full. Over time, it's then got into the courts, and and you know they, they, they've then actually had to produce some evidence as to why this drama was justified. And it's all, well, um, uh, it looked very bad at the time and uh, it was, after all, uh, a Wednesday evening. So, you know, I don't know what's going on here. I don't obviously know the precise details of this case. We all know the big picture because it was on on our television screens. The actuality was on our television screens and there is, in fact, live-streaming video of it out there on the interweb if you want to watch it. Let's just compare this to a few of the other ones. Right, you don't want to get into this one, but we all know that I'm thinking what you're thinking that I'm thinking. Let's say, in general, 70 80% of them go to court and they get turfed out. Don't be silly, you haven't got enough evidence. Well, we've just had... And instead of slapping them on the wrist, which I'm sure the authorities think they're doing they're actually doing free pr for these people brilliantly they're doing well there's two things that are happening here and let's come on to this one thing that's happening is, is exactly what you say i mean you know I, I i hold no particular what's it for billy fung one way or the other 
But, you know, he's a student leader. I know. Um, he's now become a Hong Kong national person, so to speak. We're not allowed to call Hong Kong national. A Hong Kong SAR person, whatever that is. Um, but on the other hand, and this is something that I've been thinking about a lot this week because it relates to Barnabas Fung, who we can talk about in a moment. You know, on the mainland, they have this thing called the CADA or CADRE evaluation system. And basically what that is, is is it's the make-or-break system which determines the um, progress, the career progress of bureaucrats, people in the system, people in the party. Now, of course, this is, this is in the mainland, so it's very opaque. You don't quite know what you're being evaluated for. You don't quite know what are the good things and what are the bad things. Mm. But it's a Kafkaesque world in which, you know, you're told... We don't need to tell you what to do. You know what to do. So the cadre who wants to progress in the system plays it safe. And, you know, whatever the leader says, they echo. The people who are very ambitious do what in the old Maoist terminology used to be called, they, they go redder than red. So they make the extra effort. So now you see the police force being not told. I doubt anything is on paper anywhere. But, you know, the message has gone out. We're expecting you to be redder than red. We're expecting you to go the extra mile. Probably the second thing you said, if if they're told anything, it's probably the second one. Yeah, go the extra (laughs) mile. I'm sure they're not not told redder than red, but I'm just... I love love this old Maoist terminology. It's it's absolutely my favourite, and I can trade it with anybody on a wet Wednesday. So, So I think what's happening here is... That the, the, the senior echelons of the police, and this relates to the Andy Jung era, which has fortunately gone, he's, he's the former police commissioner, where, you know, the police were increasingly being asked to perform these political roles, to be in the front line of the, of the battle against Hong Kong's opposition. So they do things like this. Now, you may say, oh, my gosh, but they don't get... These people don't end up getting... Uh, actually getting found guilty of anything but that's not the point if you're trying to make the point that you will make the extra effort that's good enough now it is true there is an obstacle in hong kong it's called the judiciary and we've heard from the mainland media that judges are not doing their patriotic duty in other words they're not finding everybody who comes up before them guilty which is the system in the mainland when 99 percent of people who appear in court are guilty before they got into court and are found to be guilty once they're in court. So Hong Kong doesn't have... I mean, thank goodness, doesn't have that system. Whether it's safe in the hands of the judiciary as it stands, I really don't know. It certainly isn't in the, in, in the safe in the hands of my good friend and drinking partner, Mr. Mr. Rimsky-Yoon, over at the Secretary for Justice's department. So funny, isn't it, Steve? There are polar opposite points of view on this one. As I said before, you know, you'd lock them up, you do all this and bust them and give them the knock and we'll show them. Well, no, in this part of China, that's not the way people will just laugh at you. I bet you right now, Facebook and all that lot is awash with jokes about them flexing their muscles. Well, and the idea that they need to burst into the home of a but in, respectful but, but, but student. But in other country, in other places, that's that is fear, the fear, fear of God, that's what well, it is. Well, but that's what's coming here. I'm so, I, you know, I'm very cautious about overreacting to it, but there is mounting evidence that this form of behaviour, this exercise of, of, of power... You look at this business with the um, 
my, my other good friend and drinking partner, Mr Barnas, Barnabas Fung, is a great name, who is the um, chairman of the Electoral Affairs Commission, who suddenly decides... <laughs> I'm laughing because it's farcical, but it's, on the other hand, not farcical, that candidates have to say that they will adhere to three clauses of the basic law. Mm. Actually, candidates have to say they'll adhere to the whole basic law. So if you uh, adhere to the whole basic law, the rest. you're probably likely to adhere to three clauses within it. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, by the way, every citizen in Hong Kong is supposed to be under the basic law. You know, there's not a sort of special opt-out category for people who, who, who don't like it. The law is the law. I'm sorry to be a bit kind of simplistic about this. So here's another person going the extra mile to please the bosses. So he then has a meeting with the Democrats and say, now, what, what authority do you have to, to, to say this? And he goes, well, what legal basis does your new requirement on candidates have? This, incidentally, is to stop localists running in the elections. And he goes, so, so the Democrats come out of the meeting and say, well, um, Justice Fung has told us that this isn't actually a statutory requirement and there's actually no way of enforcing it. But he says, oh, well, it, it helps the bureaucracy if you sign this. It makes it easier for the returning officer to uh, determine... When and the, how? Well, the how, of course, come is on, not Come on, follow answered. it through. This is yeah, great. Well, yeah. <laughs> so... It may be... I mean, now it's caused total confusion because we're still in the, the registration period for candidates. It's caused total confusion. But again, if you're Barnabas Fung and your aim is... And he is a trustee of the new order. He's, he's in many committees. He's, that, he's a go-to guy for, for nodding. You know, if you're Barnabas Fung, it doesn't matter. He's ticked the red card. The bosses have seen that he's prepared to go the extra mile to kick out the separatists or the localists and if anybody is in any doubt as to the paranoia that exists in Be in Beijing over the fear of separatism this is the you, this is the thing du jour isn't it it absolutely is i mean we had this statement yesterday from Zhang Xiaoming the head of the liaison office in western yet again saying you know i don't see, i don't see any reason why separatists should be allowed i don't think he uses the word separatist oh he does actually separatists should be allowed in, into the LegCo, etc., etc. It is the great paranoid fear. When you have a great sprawling country like China, the idea that some of the empire... Why should they be worried well, about a few people in Hong Kong, well, he said? It, but, you know, uh, paranoia tends not to be <laughs> rational. That's, that's the point. I mean, the argument could be made that these localist groups, in fact, have very, very minority um, hold on public opinion. But it's only since the authorities reacted with this sort of overkill that their popularity has increased. And, you know, my view is, is, is the same as a view I heard expressed on RTHK earlier this morning by Joseph Cheng, which is that people who support this are just basically people who are very angry. Yeah. Uh, and, you the know, kind of people who would have voted for Brexit. Yeah, exactly. Or They're Trump. They're very angry. <laughs> they don't like the system. They particularly dislike Lan Chung Ying. And they go, what is it that really annoys them? Oh, any talk of localism, right, we'll go for that. That gets up their nose, doesn't it? So if you think these people are seriously committed to breaking up the People's Republic of China, come on, bring well, an adult here's in. Here's the thing, Steve. Bring an adult <laughs> in and, <laughs> and try and try and get this explained. 
I know what you're saying, but, you know, it, like all tides, if it's going to come, it will come. Yes. And it could just be... It's a pretty small tide at the moment. At the moment it is, but, it, this, you know, there is a thinking that perhaps this could be the root of the stream that in a 100 years has completely upended China. It's possible. Good Everything o- is possible. Good old politics. Hong Kong. Well, you know, people say, oh, well, how come you can only be nice and generous for one day a year at Christmas? Why don't you do it all the time? Let's just talk about parking and stuff in Central in a while, shall we? Yeah, I mean, because it is Belgium National Day, after yeah. all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're not going <laughs> to get away with this. <laughs> we in... No, we, you, probably, in yeah. the old days, had a saying that went, wow, it's today's news, it's tomorrow's fish and chip Yeah, wrapping. exactly, exactly. Ain't that just and so? And that seems to be happening with... It does. So, so scandal. So here we have today's news. Um, gosh, who knew, for example, that there were ever cost overruns in, in government? You'll be telling me they pull the Berlin Wall down next. Would you, Adam and Eve? Who knew it? The $21.6 billion. Yeah, I mean, it's small change to you and me, but, but perhaps to some other people it's quite a lot of money. That wasn't enough. No, not enough. So we're now... Now, where is the latest one? Um, I mean, cost overruns are... Um, the plat du jour, no, to, it's you, al- to use a Belgium expression. It's almost another column in the thing. It is, isn't it? So now we've discovered that the cultural the cultural mess, or whatever it's called, in West Kowloon... Uh, oh, it's a hub. Isn't it a hub? hub. Have I got that right? Yeah. It is a hub, I think. Uh, the cultural hub, or slub, as we now call it, in, in West Kowloon... Gosh, it's run over budget. Who knew? It's got a new director. Who knew? They go through them like a dose of salts over there, and apparently... Some of them um, uh, expressed a bit of no, expressed a bit of <laughs> okay. frustration at the politicking and the bureaucratic hoo-ha that goes on there. Well, fair play. But um, again, that that came as a shock to me that that would Here happen. Construction in the cost has gone up. Yes, golly. But, I mean, it, it, you know, every project. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? I know, <laughs> it's, I know. Just, it's just. Uh, but but and, and and you notice what they're doing? They they've scaled it back and scaled it back. The latest thing they're now knocking out. Is is a big venue for concerts and uh, and things. Now you would have thought in a cultural hub that was a kind of that could well have been a centerpiece. However, of it. Steve, before you get too far on this one, so M Plus will be there, Chinese Opera Theatre, etc. Imagine those things plus a beautiful park. Wouldn't that be the absolute dogs? Oh, don't be ridiculous. Wouldn't don't it be, be fantastic? Ridiculous. That space could be much more useful. It would, it would have to. No, no, no. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm All right. sorry. There, there is a very urgent need for more handbag shops, and I think that space could be filled with stores selling upmarket handbags. But, well, but Steve, I, see, might you joke. I might mm-hmm. be wrong because, of course, there's always a property developer to be appeased. But seriously, a wonderful gallery. No, I, I, I completely agree. Nice I park. mean, you know, you know that phrase, waterfront? Mm. This is on the waterfront. Well, yes. The, the idea that you'd have a big park by the waterfront, it's not entirely novel. I, I have actually seen that happen elsewhere. Wouldn't that be fantastic? It would be. It would be. So we know that's what's not going to happen. All right. Let's, let's move on to what might happen. Mind you, there's lots of things that aren't going to happen in Hong Kong. So what else have we got? Oh, yeah, that's right. The, do you remember how there was going to be a big, um, big push to get pensions, you know, improve the pension system, possibly a universal pension system, that's gone way into the too-hard basket. Well, it's off the news radar. It's off the news, but it is somewhere lurking in a too-hard basket. (laughs) It's sitting there with... Do you remember the other great initiative of government? They were going to introduce a new healthcare scheme so that people who wanted to buy, um, particularly people of a certain age, funny how interested I am in that these days, um, could buy health insurance and have it guaranteed for life. That scheme's gone into... Oh, that's right, nowhere. Yeah. 
So that's gone. Um, what can else I, can have I we chuck got? in one that went on. and has come back again? And it's twice as ridiculous now as it was the first time. So the whole thing about special passes to take your celly or whatever onto the underground. <laughs> and now they reckon they're going to do it with sports equipment, unless you're taking a goalpost onto the MTR. I don't know of any sports equipment that that's big. But the serious well, question... I suppose golf bags are quite big. But well, anyway, yeah. You know, yeah, a bit yeah, of, yeah, yeah. seriously, a bit of common sense here. Yeah. The one question for me is, what if somebody's just visiting from another country and they want to take the MTR and they've got a base case on their back oh, or something. No, I think there's a very good answer to that. They're not welcome. That's crazy. But but actually, I anyway, mean, that's because my one. <laughs> this, this is this one, this one, yet again. I mean, you can see the little weaselly bureaucrat who's sitting in his office going, ooh, I've got an opportunity no, to create... Nuts, a new... this no, no, but they're, what they're doing is they're creating a new bureaucracy for this. So that you could, for example, bring your large nose-picking machine or whatever it is you need for, for, for sporting purposes onto the MTR as long as you are a registered and authorised user. Yeah, but what if you come from Australia and you've got your nose-picking well, machine? I think you should stay in <laughs> Australia. I mean, I mean just Hong Kong thought... is not a place for visitors. I think that is very clear. Our doors are firmly shut. Unless you're coming here for the admirable purpose of buying handbags, I really don't see any reason why they should be let in. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, though. In fact, I, I think... In fact, I've got a good idea for the Bureau. Why don't you, you have at Customs, or possibly even at Immigration, a form saying, I hereby undertake the title, the sole purpose of my visit is to buy handbags. Done. Done. Done and dusted. That would sort out the, the scum. You wouldn't get anybody, anybody who wouldn't sign that perfectly reasonable declaration could be kicked out the door, yeah. put back on the plane... Have you noticed? Sent back to Azerbaijan. Have you noticed more and more? Actually, I mean, I, this is just why, why are we even talking about this? It's, it's gone. It's more than funny. I mean, you know, you have to sign a ticket to take your golf clubs or, or cello or what? I mean, it's just insane. Register. You have to register. I know, but I if mean, you, it's just bonkers. But there are more and more. Oompa Loompas in MTR uniforms. Have you noticed? They, they follow yes, you yes. as you walk past. Blimey, talk about... I mean, it's just ridiculous. And actually, if you think about it, I mean, you're talking it's about foreign visitors, but subway. You, you remember the, the, the origin of this um, controversy was over musical instruments. Well, yes. Now, one of the things that Hong Kong actually has is a reasonably vibrant um, classical music scene. Does and, and, and it has lots of people foreigners who come over here to play music indeed some of them may well have instruments that's what i'm asking yeah. that's a genuine yeah. question no what? no i know i don't know I, I i suppose the simple answer is we could we could do without them really couldn't we but of all the gin joints i mean of all the things you could be dealing with you get orchestras really brilliant or the other day the philadelphia orchestra yeah. one of one of the greatest orchestras in the world and certainly in america and they're gigging here. Well, they're, they're nice guys. They want to go out and check it yeah. out. Like, see you at the concert. You've got this amazingly famous, well, cello player, and some weasel stops him from going on the subway. Yeah, you can just imagine one of those jobs where coming up and this guy goes, and Pablo Casals, and they're going, yeah, mate. Yeah, get in line. Yeah, yeah mate, get out. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Oh, shall we? Well, things that have gone away. Things, well, things that have gone away. And, and we're still waiting. Here we are. I, last time I looked at the candidate was July... Uh, 2016, we're still waiting for the irrefutable evidence of the foreign intervention in the umbrella But the time movement. is not right. No, the time is not, of course, sorry. Or is it I, appropriate? I, I think it's the time is not right for that. Yeah. But we have it, apparently we have it, and um, that's good enough. Oh, and then we've got, <laughs> I mean, this one's almost a joke, the, 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 um, the PMQ, which was going to be the great creative hub Everything's a hub in Hong Kong. You know, if, if you can't think of something Brand sensible it. to say, call it a hub. So PMQ 
we were told was going to be this great little sort of slightly edgy... I know, don't laugh. The listener, don't laugh. Slightly edgy little place where the creative industries would set up shops, maybe open restaurants. Well, they've all been kicked out now, and the usual suspects are coming back. I mean, the restaurants are now being run by people with very rich daddies. And incidentally, I'm not against that. And I'm I'm not even vaguely resentful well, just a bit, that I didn't have a rich daddy myself to help me open up a restaurant. But anyway, so... And guess what's going to come in there now? The chains. You know, Hong Kong is so, so devoid of big chain stores, and it's such a struggle for them to make themselves known. They really need to be in PMQ. I mean, it's it's cyberport all over again, you know, a glorified property development to help one of the tycoon's sons dressed up as a great hub yet again a hub for you know technological development i mean that that's just a joke nobody even pretends anymore that that goes on in cyberport somebody asked me yesterday very serious question uh, a guy who's been away for a month or so he said oh by the way whatever happened to uh, ken jung getting duffed up by those coppers and i just went well, he's been convicted. No. He's been convicted. The guy said what happened yeah, about the, the, cop- coppers, the coppers. Yes. Yeah, good And I just went, I don't know, I really don't know. No, well, it's still pending, isn't it? That was, still just, pending. That was just No, serious. but he's been convicted. So, so can I just say to the listener, if you get beaten up here by a policeman, do stand by to be charged with assault. I think that's fair enough. And it's, it's a timely warning. Because you're going down. You're going down. Right, yeah. let's, get, let's get back to Bookham Day. Bookham Dano Day, down in Central. Yes, yeah, so that's good, isn't it? So, so the cars they've discovered are not made out of kryptonite. Yeah, the that, big black ones. That, that's extraordinary. Um, I have to say that that my roller, which mm. I tend to park outside the your Mandarin, hair roller, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> which I tend to park. Well, sorry. When I say I park it outside the Mandarin, I don't. My driver parks it outside the Mandarin. Yeah, because and you can I just give you some sort of sense of the suffering and pain that could be endured by somebody having to come out of the Mandarin, stand on the street and walk, say, three minutes to the car, I don't think we can justify that. Either. 